So the latest on the residential school situation in our country, now there's a lot of focus on trying to identify the remains that were found at that site in Kamloops, and it's going to be a tall order. Uh, According to the experts, with complete access to the records that were kept by the religious orders, the Catholic Church governments, and through oral histories, there's some hope that the remains of these children can be identified. But experts um, say that it's not going to be easy. Um, They say it's very frustrating that the federal government and churches have actually fought over making the school records available to groups that are working to identify victims of the residential school system for more than 20 years now. And the fact is, these kids, in Kamloops anyway, came from all over the place. Uh, Indigenous children from 36 B.C. communities are recorded as having attended that school. Um, There's other files that show it could be 38 additional communities, maybe even in Alberta and the Yukon. Um, So it's, it's, it's a tall order. And, you know, we talk about 215 bodies have been found. Uh, the official records, 51. So the records are very, very incomplete. It's going to be very difficult to try and sort through all of this. And and, and that is a priority, I would think. Um, we want to talk with as many voices on this as we can. So this morning, we're going to chat with Elder Joanne Saddleback. Uh, she's joining us to give us her perspective on this situation. Um, Joanne is uh, the elder in residence at the Edmonton Public Library. Um, elder Joanne, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Um, we, we should mention that um, your your position as an elder with the Edmonton Public Library System, that's one of the things that was in the Truth and Reconciliation Report, right? That was one of the things in terms of the, you know, of that long list of 96 different recommendations. This was one of them, to have people in place that can provide this kind of education and insight. Yes, but the library did have an elder in residence previously right, as yes. well before the recommendations, yeah. Going back to 2017. Um, just let, let's talk about this latest situation. And, you know, as I, as I was saying, it looks like they're going to be doing all the work they can to try and identify um, the remains that they found just how important is that? To me, that seems like something that just is not negotiable. We have to be able to identify these children, pay them their respects, return them to their families, whatever the case may be. It seems like that should be job one. You're absolutely right. I mean, during the Recon- Truth and Reconciliation Commission, parents were often heard, grandparents were often heard that we don't know what happened to our child. We don't know what happened to our grandchild. There, there's no record. They say they don't know, you know. So they, it's very important that we be able to claim our children, be able to bury them properly, be able to know what happened to them. I mean, there's still so many thousands, possibly, you know, who yeah. still don't know. But Kamloops certainly wasn't the first one. I mean, the Edmonton Residential School here, where Nietzsche Palmaker stands now, uh, they had discovered bodies of children as well you know it wasn't that well reported not like this and thank goodness it's coming out but you know we we have missing bodies of our children you know everywhere and they're well right across the country you do and you know we've talked to other guests on the show here who say that when you take a look at alberta in particular there was a lot of this going on in alberta a number of these schools i mean a large percentage of what was happening nationally was actually taking place in alberta so yes we will make these discoveries in alberta we have to and um, the numbers are going to be staggering again they will be i mean the sad thing about it i mean it's like as the as the whole nations of of indigenous people mourn i mean there is this 
constant reminder, you know, that we are going well into our second century now, you know, since a, a good 150-some-odd years, you know, where we have not had the full say or right to our own children. We don't have the right to still yet in Alberta to educate them in their own languages and their own cultures the way that the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples, you know, have stated, you know, that, you know, the whole foster care, there was residential mm-hmm. school, now there's foster care. And Alberta apprehends more children than anywhere else in the world. And they are by far Indigenous children. So we have not had that say about our children, you know, rules that are made up not by Indigenous people, but by non-Indigenous people and governments and systems. And there is that systemic racism that exists, especially, I think, in children's services, you know, that there's this unrealistic thought of very colonial thought about our own children. And we're victims to that constantly. You know, and the same thing in, in foster care. There are lots of deaths that occur in foster care. Sure. A lot of abuses that occur. So we're, we're, we have yet to talk about that. You know, and um, this is, we, for us, it's a continuation. Well, that's the thing, going back 150 years, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's changed in, in some of the systems that are used, but it's still basically the same sort of overarching system. The thing I'm wondering, where we are right now with this discovery, with the fact this is back in the House of Commons, um, we're hearing about this all day, every day, as we should be, uh, this increased attention and focus and understanding. Where do we go from here? What needs to start happening today to actually make some meaningful change on this? Well, I think the city of Edmonton is is an example. It is trying to educate all of its staff who work for the city to have some kind of working knowledge about Indigenous peoples and about our our various cultures. I think that that's a good start. There has to begin some real meaning to that relationship and kinship, you know, that we call Wakotuin, and that's what the Indigenous framework is based on, and that the uh, Edmonton Public Library is striving very hard to fulfill as well, just not the calls to action of the TRC, but also what about the United Nations Declaration you know, and the the um, declaration that the city of Edmonton had had back when the TRC was here as well. How do we fulfill those? Well, it begins with that relationship. You know, who are we to have some kind of working knowledge? We're not an invisible people. You know, there was some yeah. thought that maybe we're we're immigrants. We'll find out about our history. We have our own history. We have our own creation story. We're not immigrants. You know that we understand this world, this earth that you walk on, the way that we understand her you know that there's there's a way in which we can reach each other in in the middle or even go further and i often tell people every single time i walk out my front door i'm in culture shock i live a very different way in my home and i know as soon as i walk out the door there are people who who believe differently than i do who think differently than Mm -hmm. i do who do things differently than i do you know find out about each other you know, and, I, and I'm afraid. I mean, I'm, I'm a great grandmother, and I'm very afraid. I'm very aware that every time grandchildren go off to, to school, it's another day of colonization. I am aware that, you know, my great-grandchildren are, are very much in peril, you know, of that, of that 
children's services system. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there's always, you know, that our children are are trafficked, you know, by far, you know, between 7 and 12 years old is the average, the age range in which our children are are, uh, trafficked across, um, domestically trafficked across provincial lines. You know, there's so much going on. You know, like I say, you know, the truth and reconciliation, everybody wants to jump to reconciliation, but we have not yet finished with the truth. Right. Um, I, we just got a text, and I, I really want uh, to ask the question that they put forward. It resonates with me. I feel the same way. Uh, it's a lengthy text. Just at the end, though, it says, I'm so very sorry it took finding 215 children to get me to the point where I will do whatever I can to get others like me to listen and to wake up. I completely understand there will be more children found can you please ask your guest, what can I do to move forward towards true reconciliation? What can somebody who's jarred and shocked and stunned by these revelations, what can they do to make this better at an individual level? You know, almost every single institution has an elder attached to it. And that's a sure way to begin to understand our our peoples, our Indigenous peoples, to understand that the the cultures it's not a it's not a product it's a process and the process of that is closely married to protocol to be able to go and offer an elder some tobacco and and cloth to be able to speak to them to begin to to even ask those questions begin that relationship begin that introduction to the indigenous communities to you know it even goes with unions i mean i've walked lines with unions i've never belonged to a union in my life but and i tell them i said i'll walk this line with you but don't forget us when it comes to our rights and that's what this governments are often eroding Mm -hmm. all the time to find out about what the treaty really is that we were not a conquered people that we signed peace treaties to avoid war that we still sit here as sovereign peoples you know and to and as our old people always say what they want from governments, what they want from peoples who are non-Indigenous is acknowledgement and respect. Those two things. Just start there. Yeah. Yes. Well, Elder Joanne Saddleback, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much. That is Elder Joanne Saddleback, who is the elder in residence at the Edmonton Public Library.